guys have your Bibles open to Psalm 65 yet? Okay, now I want to read this verse, and I want you to try to really pay attention to it. And it is so powerful. Verse 4, this is just a short message today. Verse 4, blessed is the one you choose and bring near to dwell in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, the holiness of your temple. Turn to the person next to you and say, you're blessed. Come on, turn to the other person and say, yeah, you too. You're blessed. I want to I wanna talk to you about what this verse means, though, because you read it most likely as a modern person, and you don't really know the context. So let me just break this down. It says, blessed is the one that you choose and bring near to dwell in your courts. So blessed is the one, God, that you choose, and then you bring that person near to dwell in your courts. I think it's helpful for you to understand that at the time in which this scripture was written, you couldn't come near to God. Matter of fact, to, the closer you got to God, the, the more fear, palpable fear, would fill you because he's holy and you're unholy. And so to come into God's presence, even Moses, who was attributed a friend of God, was instructed, Moses, turn the other way because if you see me face to face, you won't survive it. So the phrase, blessed is he, who you choose to bring near. And it says, let me go a little bit deeper. Are you guys with me today? For we shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, the holiness of your temple. I wanna take you back to the old covenant. This just simply means that ancient Israel had this, this tabernacle that they would set up in the wilderness and then they had a temple. And you would go through the courts into the holy of holies. The Holy of Holies was this designated place where the Ark of the Covenant resided. Now, the Ark of the Covenant was a physical representation of God's presence. As a matter of fact, it was constructed out of acacia wood, and it was covered completely in gold. Actually, it's a complete symbol for Jesus, who was 100% man and 100% God. 100% man and 100% God. So acacia wood wrapped in gold. It was a perfect cube, and on the inside of it, you would find the Ten Commandments because ten was the number that governed even the Ark of the Covenant, so five on each tablet. You would also find anointing oil. Now, once a year during Yom Kippur, which is roughly around October 2nd in our calendar, the high priest of Israel, one out of millions of people, would be given the designation to be chosen to go into the Holy of Holies on behalf of the people and place blood, a sprinkling of an, of an offering of sacrificial blood upon what was called the mercy seat of that, of that uh, Ark of the Covenant. Now, when he went in there, it would be incredibly dangerous because he would have to fill the atmosphere with, the, with uh, incense to create a division between him and seeing God. Are you guys following me? And so now I want to read this to you again. It says, blessed is the one that you choose and bring near to dwell in your courts. Somebody say, I'm chosen. For many are called, but few are chosen. Come past the veil. Come past the veil. So this veil represented access. Now I want to know who's like me today. 
If you tell me I can't do something, you've just empowered me to want to do it. Anybody like me in the house? You're, I don't know how to even spell this word, but we use it in West Virginia, ornery. Do you guys use that word? No. Maybe in Indiana, you, I can get some love. Ornery. Ornery means you're always mischievous. Like, let me give you an example. If I go to the airport and I see everybody in line for food and it says Delta Sky Club, I want to know what's in there. I want to see it. I want to smell it. I want to, I want to eat that food. I want to be in that line. If, if I go to the stadium, I want to be in the box seats. I want to know what are they serving with white gloves up there while we're all melting in the hot sun. If you tell me I can't do something, you're going to make me want to do it more. Anybody like me? And so I say that because I have this feeling that V1 are the wild ones. I've got this feeling that we're not really good at following rules. <laughs> Don't say amen too loud. Have the security team watch this section. <laughs> we're not really good at following rules, but we're passionate about discovering. We're passionate about seeing something. Like, I want to know. I used to be an atheist. I read science, and I, I read philosophy. I, I wanted to really know. I didn't want my mama's beliefs because my mama's beliefs weren't good enough. I want to know for myself. And so you'll find yourself reading books you never thought you would read. You find yourself having experiences. And I think the lowest common denominator of a V1 church person is if you lock us out, we'll kick the door down. <laughs> is there anybody here that's always had an insatiable curiosity about the spiritual realm? I'm talking the spiritual realm. And maybe, and you don't want to say yes too loud because our deliverance team will pounce on you. But maybe you've even accessed the spiritual realm illegally because you had such a desire, maybe through psychic mediums, maybe through uh, astrology, maybe through alternative means, but you've always had this insatiable desire for the spiritual realm. Am I the only one? And so it talks about blessed is the one that, cho that you choose God to bring near. So you enter into the holy of holies, but you do it because God has brought you. So the first thing I want to teach you today is that God will call you past the veil. I need you to understand this because I'm, I'm going to really break some condemnation off of somebody. God will call you past the veil. You need to understand that because some of you have such a sin complex that when worship is happening for years and years of your life, you're like, I can't possibly worship with freedom because I don't deserve to be here and I'm an outsider looking in, but you don't realize this Psalm 65, I'm trying to unlock it. He called you past the veil. You're here because the Holy Spirit drew you. You're here because he wants to commune with you. You're here because he died to be with you. You're here for many are called. Why are some of your family members not here? Why do they not get it, but you get it? Why do you read your Bible, but they want nothing to do with the Bible? You are being beckoned through the veil. Who am I talking to? Some of your friends think you're crazy. Some of your friends thought you lost your mind. We're here on Long Island where everybody thinks you're crazy. But I'm trying to help you understand that you were chosen to come near to him. 
that desire on the inside of you. What if I told you it was his desire deposited in your heart? Why do you think your heart burns when I preach the word to you? It's not because I'm a good preacher. It's because your spirit is bearing witness. Oh, your spirit bears witness something on the inside of you. It's like when Mary was impregnated, she was overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. Jesus is in her womb, and then Elizabeth has John. And when they came together, their spirits bore witness, and even the babies were doing backflips on the inside of the womb. Sometimes when you get close to a true worshiper, come on, something on the inside of you will start fluttering because your spirit is bearing witness, and you're like, I don't know who you are, but I know know you in the spirit and there's something about you either and this is v1 church this is what you're experiencing and i'm trying to help you understand because we're going to go past the veil as a church we're going to go past the veil i want to give you three characteristics of the type of people that walk past this veil because i'm telling you you would it would be a death wish to walk past that old covenant veil but you got to understand when Jesus out with outstretched arms said, it is finished, the veil was rent from top to bottom, which means no human can do it. And access was given to the Holy of Holies. Now, some theologians say that a father, upon hearing about the death of his son, would have ritualistically ripped their garments in mourning. It's a powerful image to think about how Jesus himself said, God, why have you turned from me? Why are you forsaking me? And then God symbolically rents the garment to say it was his chastisement for your healing. Come on, it was him being broken so that you could enter through the doorway of his physical body into the Holy of Holies. And so what was the worst moment for Jesus was the moment where your family and your family's family and the generations were able to get access to freedom in your life. There's something about when I say joy, I'm not talking about a feeling. I'm talking about the joy of salvation. I should go to hell. I'm dead in my sin, but I've been made alive. So I'm not talking about the joy you get when the check hits the direct deposit in your bank account. Someone call that happiness. I'm talking about knowing that I was a sinner bound for hell and now I am saved and I have joy, 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 joy. Joy's not gonna make sense to those who don't understand their own salvation. They're like, why are you always happy? You live where I live. Yeah, I live in New York, but a different state of mind. I live in Indiana, but a different state of mind. The heavens have been open over my life and I've got the mind of Christ. For Paul and Silas in the jail, they said, same jail, but different cell. Come on now. I'm standing in the presence of God. I'd rather be up to my neck and dung with the presence of God than to be in a palace full of spiritual paupers who don't know my king. You can't stop a believer who has the atmosphere beyond the veil in their life. It's crazy how they'll shift an atmosphere. Oh, I didn't even get through all the scriptures I wanted. Okay, let's keep going. I'm just happy. I've been gone for a while. And it's good to be back. Praise God for you. Number one is desperation. Desperation is a characteristic of someone who walks past that veil. 
I just gotta help you understand, if you bring your friends and they say, I don't like V1 Church, you just tell them you must not be desperate enough. <laughs> you go to the, your, the church where you and everybody there has it figured out, but I'm just gonna tell you, as the lead pastor, we don't know what we're doing, but we know who we're worshiping. <laughs> And so if you want it all perfect, you can go find a perfect place that actually gives you your preferences. But we don't play songs for you, we play them for him. Come on, somebody. And so I, I'm looking for the desperate people. Matter of fact, the message of the gospel is that Jesus tried. He tried so desperately to give it to the well-to-do and those who thought they had it together. It was like distributing tickets to a banquet. And people said, I don't want to go. I got other plans. I got better things to do. It's nice on Long Island today. Hey, I can go to Lake Michigan and kick it today. But he says, go out into the highways and the byways. Go out into the streets and the gutters because there's some desperate people who would be honored to receive the invitation. So those who come past the veil are desperate. If you don't like this church, you're not desperate enough. You're not a desperate one, but I'm desperate. I'm introverted, but desperate. So I worship differently. See, some people think, oh, well, he worships like that because he's bold. No, I worship like this because I'm desperate. <laughs> Matter of fact, I know I look stupid, but what if I told you my willingness to look stupid is how I'm accessing the glory? <laughs> Which leads me to part number two. The type of people that walk past the veil are humble. They're humble. Listen, my wife and I have secularly, we're secularly educated with master's degrees. I'll light it on fire for a sermon illustration next week because all I got was student loan debt. <laughs> Come on, burn that spirit of Sally Mae. Come on, I bind that spirit of Sally Mae. Can you imagine a demon manifesting saying, my name's Sally? <laughs> <laughs> Come on now, I'm just trying to have fun. It's going to be so hard to stay religious at this church. But I say that because I want to take you through the scriptures to see humility. But the thing is, I know that I look stupid. I know that I'm being extravagant with my worship. But see, when crazy people do crazy things, they're being crazy. When normal people do radical things, they're operating in faith. Do you hear what I'm saying? If I'm crazy and I worship like I'm crazy, I'm just being crazy. And we have a lot of crazy people out here. But if you're totally normal and you're dignified, but you press beyond that place and you become David who has the mental facility to actually run an entire nation, but is wild and extravagant enough to dance to the point where his clothes fall off. Do you see the ingredient list? David had the mental ability to lead a nation, but was willing to get outside of his own intellect to worship to the point where clothes fell off. It's when you are normal and you do an extravagant act of worship that it becomes sacrifice for you and you access the glory. That's why I get up here every week. I, we, the, people ask us all the time, like, you know, how do you determine your service flow? And I said, years ago in New York, I realized I just needed to give people permission to praise. I just needed to give them permission. Come on, step past the veil. The Holy Spirit called you. I'm gonna echo his voice. It's okay, because the people that you care so much about their opinion don't support you anyways. 
but the one who does support you is right in front of you, run to the throne of grace. Sometimes the people that we're so worried about our opinion, hey, never wrote a check for you, and never helped you out, and wouldn't even let you crash on their couch if you needed a place to stay. Lord knows I won't. <laughs> but I know that there's one that I have to forsake all others to please him. I have to forsake all others to please him, and that's a form of worship to go past the veil. Humility, the last one, and I know that you're gonna think that I'm gonna say perfection. Those who go past the veil, they're perfect. They never sin. The ones that go past the veil, those are the ones who have it all figured out. No, actually it's brokenness. Brokenness. Those are the types that, of people that go past the veil. They're, if there's a level of brokenness in their life. Can I just tell you, I'm a father spiritually to many people around the world. What I've learned about the wound of fatherlessness is that it opens up every season because you encounter a new reason to experience that wound. When I first got married, I was aware of my fatherlessness because he wasn't there to participate in the wedding. That wound opened, then it closes. Then I have my first child and it opens again. Do you see in every season there's an opportunity for brokenness, which means in every season there's an opportunity for the glory. Oh, I'm trying to, I'm, this is revelation. In every season there's an opportunity for brokenness which means in every season you can experience his glory. God, I knew you as father at 23 when I needed you there for my wedding. I knew you as father when my first child was born. I need a new revelation of who you are. I'm coming past the veil. Show me who you are in this seat. Ooh, do you feel the atmosphere changing even when I talk like that? I'm trying, I want us to be people of his presence. I gotta read this scripture to you because it's so, so profound. And to me, this is gonna help many of you. Deuteronomy chapter four, verse 28 through 29. Deuteronomy chapter four says, there is a foreign land. You will worship idols made from wood and stone, gods that neither see nor hear nor eat nor smell. For there you will search again. Somebody say again. You will search again for the Lord your God. And if you search for him with all, somebody say all. I want you to hear yourself say, all your heart and your soul, all my heart, all my soul, you will, somebody say will, you will find him. But half-heartedness does not access the glory. Dipping your toe in, just showing up to church, being around it. Listen, there was a pool called Bethesda that the angels would stir up. You did not get healed for being around angelic visitation. You did not get healed for being around the pool. You could smell the mist of the water rolling off the waves, but you only got healed when you rolled in. I'm here to ask who's willing to jump all the way in. All the religion will convince you that baptism is a sprinkle, but it's being fully immersed in the spirit of the living God, fully immersed into the body. Somebody say, oh, that's what I'm talking about. I sold my house to get to this point. 
I got I retirement. I was telling, we just did growth track because people are joining our church as owners. And, and I was like, I have nothing. But you get to this place where you're like, this has got to be more than a worship song. This has to be worship. <laughs> I don't think you caught that. See, the worship song helps you emotionally. <laughs> but worship actually advances the kingdom. I feel like our church is at a tipping point. I feel that the world is watching. I feel that New York City needs to be saved. I feel that there's millions on Long Island who don't know the gospel. I feel that Northwest Indiana thinks that they know gospel because they know good church services because you got 140 churches in a 10 mile radius of our new building. But I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about us carrying the ark of his presence into the world and saying, I'm not carrying this because I'm perfect, but there's blood upon that altar that declares that I am forgiven and I am free. And wherever I carry his presence into, atmospheres change, disease begins to be healed, scales fall off of eyes. Come on, ears begin to be open because I'm blessed that he called me to come close to him. I just got a little bit more. Band, come and help me out. Stop me. Save me from myself. <laughs> the band's like, when do we know to come up? I'm like, when you want me to stop preaching, come up. <laughs> Brennan, Man Brennan Manning wrote the Ragamuffin Gospel, and he relates how this one thought kept going through his mind while he was on a winter silence retreat. This thought was, Jesus did not say this on Calvary, though he could have said this, and he's saying it now, I'm dying to be with you. I'm really dying to be with you. It was as if he were calling me for a second time. I realized that what I thought I knew was all straw. I had scarcely glimpsed. I had never dreamed what this love could be. The Lord drove me deeper into solitude, seeking not tongues, not healing, not prophecy or good religious experience each time I prayed, but understanding that this is a quest for pure, passionate presence. There's a place beyond tongues. There's a place beyond prophecy. It's presence. See, if you come seeking tongues, what are you going to do in heaven, the place where it all ceases? If you come seeking prophecy, heaven's going to be a terrible place because prophecy ceases. But if you seek the presence of God, if you're a person that longs for the presence of God, you'll be in an eternity of ecstasy with the one that you love. If your goal is to get to heaven to see a loved one, but not the one that you love, heaven will not be what you think it is. I'm gonna run past every family member on my way to the throne and say, I got time for you, but there's one that I saw dimly in my prayer closet. There's one that I saw dimly, but I wanna behold him face to face. I wanna be Behold him face to face. He was with me when all else abandoned me. He paid the bills when I couldn't pay the bills. He stepped in and fathered me. I want to smell the cologne off of his chest. I want to feel his heartbeat. Who wants to be a person of his presence? Would you jump to your feet and give me a shout unto God? Come on, come on, come on. We want his presence. Listen, 
leave the lights on like this. Listen, I, I said leave them on. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I forgot I installed that. Okay. <laughs> Listen, you gotta laugh because you're in the good old days. I, I don't think you hear me. If you would have died, you would have died. I don't think, oh. If, if your ex-husband could have broke you, he would have broke you. I, I'm trying to help you understand. You're, you're walking in the days of God's glory. You are blessed because he called you to follow him. You, you, he's calling you through the veil. See, in the old covenant, when they walked through the veil, they found the judgment of God. But now when you walk through the veil, you find your father's lap. Say, come, come. The judgment didn't disappear. It was satisfied by Jesus. And because of that, you can sit on my lap. You can know me, a people of his presence, brokenness. Oh, oh, my brokenness has helped me find you. And so in that, God, I thank you for the brokenness. My desperation drove me past the veil. And so in that, God, I thank you for the desperation. Oh, somebody needs to access heaven with me right now. I'm talking about being able to get into that place where you say, God, I know you didn't do that situation, but it drove me past the veil. And because of that, I'm thank you. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I could have been born with a silver spoon in my mouth, but I'm thank you that desperation drove me past the veil. I'm trying to take you deeper. We got too many people to respond in this way. <laughs> Think about your family members who have all these idols and things made of stone and things they rub between their fingers, things that they have, the rituals that they do. Push all that stuff aside because what God is drawing you to is himself. He's drawing you to himself. Oh, he's, he's saying, come to me, come to me, come, come past the veil. How many of you feel his presence right now? Just, do you feel it? Okay. <laughs> We're gonna pray in a few moments across every campus. Come on, we're hosting the Holy Spirit. We're hosting the Holy Spirit.